plus minus. Curry, way down to Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Hey, driving again. Oh, me. Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. Do you hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Welcome to another episode of Warriors Plus Minus. We are not in Santa Cruz, but somebody's going. Also, Jordan Poole is back, and the Warriors uh, are headed to the road again where they are 0-7. I got Tim Kawakami. I've got Anthony Slater. Big news, James Wiseman to the G League. Speak for yourself, Marcus. I might go to the G League Saturday night. They're playing the South Bay Lakers. James Wiseman's going to be there. Where's the Kings uh, G League team going to be? I think that's where you got to. Well, they reside in Stockton. Yeah, that's where you got to go. I need you there. Need you there. I actually went in to Stockton and watched James Wiseman in the G League last year. That was, remember, his like re-debut uh, was in Stockton. I thought it was very interesting that Steve Kerr was like, an extended period. We're not going to get gassed by one or two games here. You're, you're <laughs> you know gonna what's going to happen? Buddy. They're going to have a, a, one of their centers is going to get a tweak, and they're going to need James Wiseman back up. I mean, it's, uh, you can just feel the way this thing is going. It's going to be, you think it's going you this way. You mean Jermichael Green, basically. Well, yeah. You, mean, yeah, the, <laughs> you know, or Looney. Like, Looney is, I mean, who knows? How much have they counted on Looney? We don't need to do another podcast on Looney, but... Uh, who just played is like a hundred. I know it's unbelievable. Like if they didn't have him, game. my God. Uh, but I mean, we could tell from the tone where Kurt was going last night that that's where this was headed. But he said it. There you go to the G League. I, I don't know that the front office is, uh, was the way they wanted this to go. Uh, I really felt it wasn't. But I'm sure they, you know they've agreed. They got he's, he's just got to play. It's not helping anybody from not to play. But man, I don't know. Like I I asked Wiseman, he wasn't. In the chattiest of moods after the game, like, do you think you're coming back? Are you getting back in the rotation? And I use, yeah, and that's all he said. Uh, I don't know, guy. You think he's he's uh, when's he coming back? And is he ever getting in this this season's rotation? It was untenable to keep him on the bench. Do I think he's going to be in this season rotation? I think he'll get a shot eventually. You know, unless. You know, obviously, I mean, we could talk about trade possibilities maybe later in the. There podcast, might be a but... column about that coming in, in some some near point, but let's still talk about it. Assuming he stays. Yeah, I think they'll give him a shot. I mean, we know how Steve Kerr works. I mean, especially if he goes down and really, like, the big thing for him is, like, attack it, you know, with very much serious, like, with a serious approach. And there's belief he will. I mean, he did last season. I think we, like, he doesn't have to be happy with the G League assignment. I talked to Looney last night, who early in his career was not, ha- and we're talking about Koval and Looney, was not happy to go to the G League, but go do it professionally. What Moses Moody did last year, compared to what J- Jonathan Kaminga did, it was it was kind of opposite. As long as he goes and does that, I think, you know, Kerr, they'll give him a small rotation shot later in the season particularly when maybe they're stable. And like, as you guys mentioned, Looney tweaks an ankle. Jermichael Green has a little hamstring thing. Like there will be opportunity at some point. I'd like to call the attention of uh, Words Plus Minus listeners to the little media elements from behind the scene. It was hilarious last night when Steve Kerr was kind of saying it. And we, we do this thing where, you know, obviously the goal is to get information by ourselves. So, uh, Tim Kawakami, who is, you know, can read a room better than anybody, saw where it was going, but instead of 
going by himself after the press conference to ask Steve Kerr, what does he do? He asked publicly. And how long did you regret after? Yeah, pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. <laughs> Although I did because tell Slater. Slater like, said he was asked this. Slater was going to ask, I guess, anyway. But uh, that was so funny. Yeah, like, did, would anybody else have? I mean, again, we all knew. I, I, I just like, it's just so obvious. It was just like just sitting there, like, well, geez, I guess you're thinking about sending him to the G League. Yes. <laughs> you know, but like, oh, man, maybe I should have saved that question for later. But Slater was going to ask it anyway. Yeah, they'd been thinking about it for about a week now. They needed to know that they had found a more stable rotation, and they have started to. And I think we should get to that. But, like, I mean, he's coming out like, I need to play Jermichael Green. He's got to play the five. He thinks that's going to help Poole. Poole's going back to the bench. And then Anthony Lamb hit five more threes last night. He's, like, playing well. So I just think it's become clear to Steve, like, this is the rotation. It does not include James Wiseman. He went 10 deep last night without Clay Thompson and, and James Wiseman up forty. <laughs> James Wiseman was coming in with with Ryan Rollins, basically. You know what? Jamichael Green was a tough fit with Wiseman anyway. Like the way this, I mean, we all saw it right when they started. Like he's not. He's actually a five on this team. He's not a four. And they were trying to. Oh, he looks great. He spaces the floor with Wiseman, and we can fit him in there. I mean, he doesn't fit with Looney as a four. Like there's just the way this offense runs. Jamichael Green's not a four. He's a five. Doesn't this always happen with every like every big that the Warriors bring time. in? Every they time. always. I mean, Eric Pascal. It was like they wanted him to be a three. It's like, oh no, he's a five. Like that's the only way he can survive. I mean, Kaminga's headed that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just yeah because the wings have to make so many decisions. They have to attack the basket. Like there's you just, just have to be able to dribble. Yeah, like you got to be able to dribble. You can't dribble. You're five. That's basically how it works. Draymond Green, as good as he is, creates a very unique environment for like the bigs next to him. So Jermichael Green does fit as the five. That's the way to get Kaminga in the game, right? Because Kaminga can't be behind Jermichael Green as the backup four. So that makes sense. I, I think the way it plays out is essentially, I know it's not the way the decision was made, was Kaminga or Wiseman. One of those guys has got to be. Then Jermichael Green's the swing piece. And if, you, if Jermichael Green's at the four, then Wiseman fits at the five theoretically if Jamaica Green's a five then Kaminga fits at the four and Wiseman's out I just that that's the way it feels like to me and you know what Kaminga's the guy who should get, we talked about this last week Kaminga's the guy who should get the minutes right now no question absent of context even the Jamaica Green context we're talking about like Kaminga's way more ready than Wiseman he just plays he does stuff that fits better with with the rest in of a us. way in a way that is not really talent based either like he just plays hard Right, like he he sometimes, if a reason, sometimes, but yeah. <laughs> when he but like, when he helps him, he's playing hard. But when the ball's in the air, Kaminga's going for it. Like like Jordan Poole said, like, hey man, get a technical foul, like hack somebody. Like Kaminga's gonna do those things. He's gonna make mistakes. He's chasing guys all over the court on defense. You know, he's he does the things that they kind of need. Now maybe not all the time, and maybe not super productively. But, you know, and you know me, I've been a Wiseman guy. I've been saying you got to play him, you got to play him. I, and it's only been 50 games, and that's what we're going to hear from management. I'm sure it's only 50 games. I just don't, he just doesn't fit with this team. It just doesn't, it's not happening. And maybe it clicks in his head, it clicks in, in every, you know, they figure it out this season. I don't think so. I, I think that those are decisions they have to make. It's like, if it's not happening this season, what do you do? You know, how does he help them? Do you, ha- do you hold on for the long term? These are the decisions they're making. And I think a G, the G League step 
even just on principles a big like a mental step for them like we are saying this isn't working he's got this to is the last yeah, yeah. and, and that, that feels pretty significant yeah this that feels pretty significant coming in this moment in time and again we all know the money crunch and you guys are the first one who suggested that they can move you know that's 12.1 million is a lot to be able to move if they can for next season like these are things are all in play. We've been we've been talking about it a little bit. I just didn't think the management was ever going to get there. I think management is very close to being there. I mean, they begrudgingly got to this G League spot, but one thing you don't want to do in this league is compound a mistake and sunk and cost. Sunk cost. Yeah. Policy, right. Tim loves when I bring up the Kings, but um, <laughs> oh no. I mean, look, like De'Aaron Fox, they don't have Luka Doncic or Tyrese Halliburton because they've continued to try to appease De'Aaron Fox. I, I like what Fox is doing this season. This probably isn't the day to bring it up. They're about to have their first TNT home game tonight since 2018. Uh-oh, Slater's getting But they've compounded but a lot mistakes. for De'Aaron Fox. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, just look. I'm, how, about, how about the Timberwolves? I'm thinking about this constantly. Carl Anthony Towns, great talent. What do you want? He wanted DeAndre Russell. So they had to trade Andrew Wiggins and the pick became Kaminga to get DeAndre Russell, commit to him and that salary he's got. And then, we, wait a minute, he doesn't want to play center. We got to go trade everything for Rudy Gobert because of Carl Anthony Towns. Now, a really good player, but you're compounding this commitment to a flawed player by increasing, you, you know, increasing the flaws in your roster. And then you create other problems, which like, you know, it's a, that's a great example because guess what's happening now? Anthony Edwards, who should be your most important player moving forward. is like, I don't really like playing with two centers in the lane. Like, what is this? Where am I supposed to drive, fellas? Yeah. Like, I have nowhere to drive. There's That's videos, of, there's clips of Anthony Edwards that are just amazing. I know they're just being pulled out and who knows, but yes, his, uh, his disengagement with what's going on there seems pretty clear. This is something we've mentioned, but obviously, like, the, the money crunch that they're under led to them losing Gary Payton and, and Otto Porter in some ways this summer. When we talk about compounding mistakes, it would be, like, continuing to keep the Wiseman thing going if it continues to look like it's not going to work and that impacting your money moves and, and restructuring the roster. Now, if Joe Lakovich is willing to pay crazy tax and is like, hey, we're going to have him around, but that's not going to affect how much, you know, I'll still pay everybody. If that was, I guess, strategy, then it wouldn't be as bad. But we've kind of started to see where money moves are starting to impact. Yeah, that's not the strategy. Here's the, here's the essential question I think that they're asking of themselves, and I don't know that's being asked outside. Maybe we are. If they don't do anything with Wiseman and he's not good, I think that's the safest assumption to make. Can they win a championship with what they've got? If it's not Wiseman helping out in some way, like he's not, let's just take him off the board, but they don't trade him. Can they win a championship? I don't think they think they can, which is what matters, <laughs> right? Uh, and maybe something would something would have to change dramatically. Somebody would have to say would have to take a, le a leap. Right and become a player for them. Right, they need another player. They need probably two, maybe probably two. two. Yeah, yeah, they need two. Like right now, it doesn't look like they have those guys on the roster. Can I counter though? This would be my counter on that. Like they just literally won the West Finals with no. I mean, no James Wiseman, obviously. And I'm talking about the Mavericks series right now. No James Wiseman because he was out for the year. No Jonathan Kaminga in the rotation. No GB two. Moses Moody was in the rotation. Gary Payton was hurt. He didn't play in that series. And Otto Porter hurt his foot, remember? He like left in Dallas and like, you know, he was he was out until the finals. This rotation that they can now use basically won the West Finals. 
like five months ago. Like, why can't it? Well, th- because one, that's one series, right, against a team that just was a bad matchup for them. And yeah, they could probably win a series. That's not winning a title. And then secondly, like a repeat is harder. It's just harder. Like if they play that same Dallas team again, Dallas would have an answer for that. And now how do they counter? Like one of the things they, I was talking to Andrew Wiggins about this last night. One of the things that is kind of shell shocking the guys that haven't been to this before is like everybody's a game is coming to them. But that's a it's, regular it's season harder. problem, not a postseason problem. I, you match up against a team a second time in the playoffs. It's a problem. Well, yeah, again, I'm not saying they will win it. I'm just saying I could see, I could in my brain, I could see this core. I could see them. I could see it being based on the matchup. If they can get a good matchup with this roster, and as long as you got Steph and Clay and Draymond, you can win. Clay needs to play like he did in the playoffs last year, and Poole needs to play like he did in the playoffs last year. Then they're they have six. Yeah, but are they beating? Are they beating Memphis? Are they beating Memphis that? on the road? You know, that's yeah. The are question. they beating Memphis with yeah. the? Right? Yeah, I, it's not like beating Dallas isn't it to me slater makes a point it's a point it's a good point i, I think that's got to be in the calculations Owen seven speaks louder to me right now on the road that i don't have the confidence that they could go win game you know what they won game one in memphis i don't know that they can do that i don't know that they can project that unless they make some you know they get a little deeper with veteran something and they're a little tougher, but 0-7, like, there are not many teams that go far in the playoffs that have a losing record on the road in the season. And they're 0-7, so they need to win a bunch of games on the road in order to get themselves into some decent spot. It's just that, that it's always been an important stat, I think. I think they've always prided themselves on their ability to win on the road. They can't win on the road. And until, unless they do, I'm going to say I don't think this this roster can get through four rounds and and maybe not two rounds because somebody's going to come at them hot, win the home games, force the Warriors to have to win two at Chase Center and they're not, and then that's going to be the series. I just That just feels like the way this is setting up. I think that this roster can. I just think something about it needs to be, like, it's if somebody takes a leap. In three months, if Kaminga's really good, it would be the same roster, right? But that would be that would be huge for them. Uh, Moses Moody, uh, Dante DiVincenzo. Physically, they have the bodies for it, but these guys aren't playing that way. Gary Payton wasn't even in the rotation barely at this this time last season. Clay Thompson was still, you know, two months away from a return. But you had Bielitsa. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, you had Andre Iguodala. You still board, do potentially. I was trying to think, did, did Andre play in the Western Conference Finals? I can't even remember. I don't No, no, no. He, he returned in the NBA Finals. He, he started in the first round, didn't play for a while, like had a little sprinkle in the NBA Finals. But, like, you know, Jordan Poole scored 31 on the road in Memphis. That was the only road game they won in that series, and it was, like, it was an awesome Jordan Poole night. Like, that's how they pulled it out. So I just have learned, like, Tim, everything you're saying about the, their current state is very true. But I've just learned about this core, and I learned it last season. There was another lesson when I doubted that they could be a contender, and there was there was patches of the season they went six and fourteen over a twenty game stretch. I've just learned not to doubt the core of this team in a playoff setting. So I can't sit here and say they're not a contender because of who they still employ and what I just saw five months ago. So that's just where I'm at. It's a good thing to remember, and the Warriors do teach us this a lot, and they've taught me and Marcus this four times. But I don't know this one. This one feels a little different to me. Even like last year, they had the eighteen and two start, so you could easily write off a lot. I of bet I can struggles. go find a podcast last year where 
we're all saying the same. Yeah, stuff. yeah. I mean, we're saying it wasn't looking good. It wasn't looking good, but you know, there's just so much time yeah, to change yeah, it. Yeah, they, 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 all this there's is so true. much time. All this is true, but you, you, what we're saying about what happened last year is counting what Otto Porter and GP two and Bielitsa did, and that's like counting on it. Like you, they, it isn't whether they can get, might get. That had to happen. I don't know that that's you know. Unless I'm saying they could make changes, there could be adjustments. I don't know. I think so much of this was built on the talent of Kaminga, Wiseman, and Moody, and I agreed with it. They just cashed that. in a lot for that, in exchange for that. Now that like this Wiseman experiment is being put to the side and put in Santa Cruz, we could say I believe in Kaminga and Moody. I mean, I still do. Yeah, it's, but it's you know, does Steve? I mean, uh, I mean, we'll he see. did in the you know, I mentioned the West Finals. Moody was like a good like he Damian Lee was really struggling. Peyton was out, and he put Moody in, and Moody was good. Like he, he legitimately helped them. I've been confused all season how how it's gone with Moody, but I mean, there could be reasons for that. I just think he's a useful player, even when he's not playing great. He's big. He, he rebounds was good last little, night, you know, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been confused. I feel like by both of them just need minutes. They just yeah, need minutes. Give minutes, they'll be fine. I just feel like everything that happened with Wiseman in the first few months, I think it just like jumbled everything up. I think Kaminga's about to get like a really long runway of rotation minutes, and I think he's going to try to fit Moody in like he did last night. Obviously, that was because Clay was out. I'm just trying to counter, uh, you know, some of the points right now. I just think that all that being built into this. It just feels like the Wiseman thing is too big a thing to just leave hanging. Now, they might. We, we know he has at least one very, very high up person who supports him in, in a large way, and they might continue that. It's a lot to come off a number two overall pick. It's a lot to come off of. Like how high up? Pretty high up. Like we're, we're, we're really high. And he's got a lot of talent, and, you know, he is the projection. Like, you know, a lot of this is, isn't even about this season. It's about three seasons from now. But I think there might be. Steph's window is further than you know. Maybe you could have projected. They got a shot at it, and this might be their last year with Draymond. I still think that's you know we have to bring that up, and they want to win a title. And what what's going to give them six? You think this Draymond's team? last year after what we well, saw? Maybe not. Yeah, I mean this, is, this might be changing. <laughs> that might be changing too. Uh, it, it's all up. It in is the, another great example. This Draymond thing that like gosh, stuff can change so quickly in the league. Four weeks ago, how it felt compared to now, how it feels. Just now we don't like know what it's going to be like in a month. Exactly, exactly. You, don't, you just like don't. You know. just and you cannot. didn't know, by the way, that he was going to punch Jordan Poole. Like you didn't know that, right? So like there could be another thing like that. They're just things change, things change, things change. But one out for them always has been possibly getting out of Wiseman's contract. That's been an out, and now it does feel like it's an out that like maybe they should really think about hard. They, is it an out? Or can they get out of it? No. <laughs> oh, they can get out of it if so, they so, just, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's somebody also like. ways to like you could keep him around and like he's just he he has a lot of time in the G League this year. Maybe he gets sprinkled into the rotation over like the, you know the coming months. But by playoff time, he's just sitting on the bench. And you watching. know that's what they're gonna do though. That's, they're that's, not gonna. That's gonna. Be I don't the, think the they're fallback. gonna. That's gonna be the fault. But, but, but I, I really they, don't think Joe just says goodbye to my number two pick yeah it depends what you can get i mean i think you have to like you got to see what you can get and again i don't want to give off my whole column here but i think people can can tell where i'm headed on this it's not it's not time to say it's over right i'm not saying that but i'm saying him going to g league is, you better not be saying that <laughs> why you got to give him more time you more time it's 50 games you're right he's 50 games is he going to ever fit with steph ever right i mean 
Is he going to be able to play with Steph Curry without screwing up? The- I agree. I would also take a step back and say part of the reason I think that maybe that that they were never as concerned about that is I'm not sure there was a strong belief at the time of James Wiseman's drafting that like this second dynastic run was on the way from Steph in this core. He wasn't right? supposed to be here to play with well, Steph. Well, a little right? bit, but you're right. Yeah, not, not, yeah, not like this. This was not supposed like to be this. a transition period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't supposed to be defending a title at this point, right? It was- yeah. And Steph, then the year after, is an MVP candidate again. Oh, he's like uh, better yeah. than ever. Yeah, like yeah, that is, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That was unpredictable to them. I think that's a game changer. But but to Slater's point, everything looks different when Jordan Poole is good. There's a very unique circumstance that happens that almost ensures Jordan Poole being good. What is that circumstance, Anthony Slater? I assume you mean <laughs> when he's in the starting lineup, the starting lineup that ripped off an 18 and two start to the last regular season. When Slater asked Steve about it, of course you have to ask him, like, could you keep him in the in the, in the starting room? And Steve's like, what would you say again? <laughs> it's like, it's always, like I, I need time to think about the answer here. So, like, what? Yes, what was that? What, what? And then where did he go? He's like, well, how, let's talk about Jermichael Green. Yeah. Well, he said, you know, our starting lineup with Clay has been very good. So he didn't, and you didn't ask him, would you pull Clay out? Because you could pull Looney out. But it's a sensitive topic. We all know it is. MT, are you campaigning for elephant. Jordan Poole in, in the starting No, I mean, it's just, it's just really interesting. I actually think like it's better for his career and the team this year if he learns how to handle this bench row. Because what is happening, and this is getting into my story, is as the second unit guy, he's getting treated like Steph. And if he's going to be the future, he's got to deal with that. Like, it's an easier path for him to start and play with Steph and get the second best defender, get like the reaction while they're loading up towards Steph. But now when he's coming off the bench, they're loading up to him. They've got the help ready for him. And that's what he's got to figure out. So long-term he needs to figure that out. Like I was talking to Wiggins about it and all these guys know once you're a proven guy in the league, or once you become where you look like you're somebody, Wiggins is like, he remembers that third year. The next year they came for him. And he's like, wait, yeah, you've got to figure that out. So to me, this is important for him to figure this part out, even though it's very clear. <laughs> you put this guy to start lineup, you have your second playmaker. You have a far more efficient number two scorer. They're just explosive in that way especially if the if the opposing defense is not good. And that's how you rack up the wins, right? Like, we're talking about getting them back. What they need is a nice little run where they just kind of blow through teams, get the wins, you know, for a team that's like, yo, I'm out of here. We're going to take this L. We're going to keep going. They need about 10 of those. And Jordan Poole gets you that just because who feels like dealing with Steph and Jordan Poole at the same time? There's like 15 teams that'll just be like, whatever, I'm going to the next game. Well, that's at home. That's but at the, Chase Center. That's at Chase Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase Center, yeah. yeah. But but the best thing for them, for Jordan Poole, is that he figures this out, to me anyway. They're also now, I think, creating a better unit around him. And I mean, this was part of Kerr's point last night to the question we were talking about, but he's like, Jermichael Green needs to be a five in that unit. Anthony Lamb is like he really is like hitting threes and like he you know he was calling himself a connector last night Anthony Lamb and yeah he kind of has been I mean he knows hey, he how gotta to play. get out the game at garbage time man Anthony Lamb is too valuable they don't you can't have, have him spraying the ankle. Else. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's what they got. Why was Patrick? Well, where's Patrick Baldwin? Yeah, like Baldwin was not there. I don't know. I think warm up that back. Like... Let's go. Okay, yeah, warm yeah. up that back, man. Get out there. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I agree with you, right? That would have been Baldwin. I just think, like, th- let's think about the unit now that it was not a couple, like, a week ago when they were struggling. It's going to be Poole, DiVincenzo, maybe you throw Wiggins in there, and then, like, Lamb, Jermichael Green. Like, he could maybe lead that unit a little bit smoother than, uh, you know, when it was, like, we gotta get a Wiseman, Jermichael right? Green crunch in the front court, and they were getting killed defensively. I mean, that's going to – Jermichael Green's going to need to, like, Defend without fouling, maybe. Um, you know, protect the rim a little. And bit. Jordan's gonna. Have to We're not putting Kaminga in that lineup. Well, I think Kaminga's in there too. Well, they they can mix and match with that. But yeah, I think Kaminga's in there too. But Poole actually played some defense last night. By the way, like he's a steals guy, right? He's not a I'm gonna lock you down guy. But if he gets three steals a game, he when one of those backcourt, he's getting one of those backcourt steals every game. Uh, the little sneaky little, uh, you know, think you're I'm running down. I turn around. I get the inbounds. Yeah, just a little bit of defense from Jordan Poole goes a long way especially when he's scoring and when he's in the flow and all those things work now let's see it happen on the road like it it, it just they get destroyed by phoenix tomorrow night in phoenix that would we'd be talking about you know all the stuff we usually talk about after losses like let's see this on the road I, i just keep going back to the road thing because it's so important to show how tough you are if you can't win on the road you're soft and they've gone through soft teams in the playoffs because they just could, you know, wrangle out a win on the road when they had to every single time. And then they come, you know, game four and Boston's not soft, but game four in Boston keeps coming back to me just because they just had to do it and they did it. And I don't think this team will, again, with time to go, will, could change, but has shown none of that ability just to pull out. We are going to win this game. They thought they were going to win games like that and then give them back. And that's a sign of something. So let's see Jordan Poole play great on the road. He played great last night. There's no question about that. Was the best player in the game. Uh, but first time that Steph did not lead them in scoring in a game he played, uh, and that, you know, was clearly not sustainable. Where Steph's going to lead them in scoring every single game. Cannot do that. Uh, so now it's only like 13 out of 14 games. But um, yeah, it's let's see it. Let's see it on the road. I, I really want. I just want to see this tested on the road because 0 and 7 is just it's debacle. It's terrible. And it's going to take a lot, a few more, a week or two for me to see them play on the road, for me to be able to make any more, you know, alterations to what I feel about this team. Although we all know how it's tough to win a sack, right, Slater? We know how tough it is up there. That's a, hey, people hey, are doing it lately. Listen, yeah, Hornets man. <laughs> Mike Brown, the victory man. beam. Please tell me you've seen the victory no, beam. I have, not, I have not seen the victory beam. I don't even know what they it shoot is. a beam up into the Sacramento oh, that, sky. Oh, I thought you said bean. I, go, I don't know what the victory beam. I did. I was like, is that legal? Aren't there? Airplanes flying over that, or anything? hey, Mike, we do we Mike, do wild Mike Brown stuff took care of it. Inside. Mike Brown took care of it, baby. Mike Brown took care of it. He's good. Uh, clear. I, I do it feel with, like with FAA, it's all good. I do wonder though, and look, obviously Looney does everything for this team, but is it worth it to start pool to get him three or four games under his belt playing well, just so he can get a rhythm going? You just don't want to do that to Clay Thompson in his current state of mind. Like, no, I'll say Looney. He's saying Looney. Looney. He's, oh, for he's Looney? Over oh, yeah. uh, Give sure, Looney a few days off. Give Looney. Give Looney. Yeah, you, that's so wrong, you man. Can, you but no, you can send Kevon Looney to the G League for the next couple of weeks. Just like, hey, it'll be good. Go down there, like help him out. He'd be like, all right, sounds good. We will be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. 
I think they might do that in the playoffs. I think Kerr could save that for the playoffs, but I don't know if they need to do it now, if they should do it now. I see what you're saying, just to get pull another couple games like this. Uh, how about them sneakily saying, you know, Clay, you can take three games off here, right? You know, you need to freshen yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can see something like that. He's not playing back to back, so he like Poole will get his starts because I don't think Clay will play any back to backs. And the other thing I'd say on that is, I don't like Jordan in that starting lineup with it's not being Looney. He fits in the starting lineup that was eighteen and two last year with Looney and Draymond behind. But him. They That's need how the they, defense. They need the defense. Yeah, yeah. No they just he, Jordan needs the defense, Jordan, right? Yeah, he, he needs, needs the those guys behind him. That lineup has not been good this season, by the way. It's not been good for mostly defensive reasons, and you can tell why. They got they got three potential attack spots when you have Steph, Clay, and Jordan on the, on the court together. I beg your pardon, Steph is no longer an attack. He's spot, not. He's though. not. I mean, they do attack him, but he's been fine. Uh, I, but they do have spots, and I still think that lineup could work. And, and I I think Kerr's going to go to it in the playoffs just because it's so hard to guard. But I think they like Looney on the floor. That's exactly what Slater said. They think they want Looney and Draymond on the court if they're going to go with 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 Poole and, and Curry. It just it just makes more sense for them. And then you have Draymond, you know, and Draymond passing and Looney screening. It just feels better uh, when it's that group instead of the small group when Looney off the floor. I mean, we know, and they're they're going to honor Clay. They're just going to honor Clay, and they should honor Clay. They should respect what he's done, what he did in the playoffs after coming back, you know, from those two injuries. That that's a long leeway there. Clay's got way longer than James Wiseman, and he should have it. They also need Clay to get back to what he was in the playoffs, or else, you know, what we were talking about earlier, like can this team actually contend? The answer is no if Clay Thompson remains in a rut. Now Which I don't know. Won't. We should probably just have a segment on how Clay's looked. I mean, you know, the game in Sacramento the other night, the last one he played. He was taking some just horrible shots. I think that's the biggest problem. I don't think the problem is his lateral movement. I don't even think the problem is how he's shooting the ball. I think his biggest problem is he's doing too much. He's trying to summon 37 and a quarter clay, game six clay. And some of these shots are just wild. Even his teammates are looking like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? It's 12 seconds left. And it's like... Everybody in basketball knows you hold it for the last shot, and he pulls a transition three. My, that was my favorite one. It was so yeah, twelve seconds left, shot clock off, and he just he just chucks a three. Wiggins actually skies in and put back dunks it, and then the the Kings miss on the other end. So the extra possession you handed to the Kings didn't even hurt. So like it it wasn't impactful. So maybe that helped. But Steph Curry and Steve Kerr are giggling to each other walking off the court like wow. How about Draymond is like what? <laughs> and I understand all that. It's so true. But what's Clay like if he's not that audacious? Like that's he's trying to get that back. Like I'm going to take a shot every. That's who I am. And at some point he's not going to be that guy. And maybe he's a we're better seeing, shooter. Yeah. That's but, what he is. Yeah. <laughs> when he takes his time and picks his spot. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But sometimes he makes those. Like it, it, you could just see Clay. Like I have to feel confident with my shooting to be good. If I give up shots in his mind, now these are not good shots. We're all agreeing with that. But if I don't take these, then I'm being tentative. And if I'm tentative, then what am I doing out here? Like he's kind of said this over and over again. Now there will be a reach a point when he continues to shoot what like 31 percent from three, whatever he is, uh, that he should stop shooting those. Absolutely, I can kind of see what his mindset is. Like if I'm not big bad clay, then who am I? I'm just a guy. Am I Kyle Korver? Or am I not even that? Am I Doug McDermott? Can you be herder? 
Yeah, I mean, Herder would be great. I mean, that would be fantastic for a But Herder's not like fading on every three. Herder's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, he's not taking smart basketball shots that he can make. He's making 51% of his threes. Yeah, yeah right. that's another thing. That's Herder. what I'm saying. Like, to me, like, it's, but it's not like missing take... even the even the ones that he should be making. That's, you know, that's the, like, how many momentum threes has he missed? Short, you know, short, yeah, In the short. fourth quarter where it's just, Steph's getting... Defense moving around, dribbling through the key, zoom, kick out to Clay and clank. Now others may miss them too, but in Clay's mind, that's what he's there for. And I would, I think his thing is, I'm gonna miss all of those unless I take some of the audacious ones because I've got to show show that I can make these and I'll make them at any time and I'll make them the tough ones and I'll make the easy ones. He hasn't making many made many of them uh, this season, but I still think that's the mindset. Yeah, sure. Is it in his legs? Is it because he didn't, you know, get a lot of pick and uh, uh, pick up ball in the summer? I don't know, but they do need him. I think they're not going to go away from him, and uh, it's a it's a you know what they can't have him is getting a funk. He had that in Sacramento, right? And miss a three, miss a miss a jump, a mid ranger. Kind of doesn't really get back in defense. His guy takes the threes open, misses, ball comes right back out there, and he's like got his head turned. Like he's and he's not really running down the court. He's just kind of out of it. Goes right to a, a Kings player, picks it up, boom, three. That's it. That that they can't have. Kerr timeout. You know, it's all those things. It's just the process of it. But I think we know that they're not getting off of Clay Thompson. They are going to play Clay Thompson. They are insistent. It just means too much to the locker room. It means too much to Steph. It means too much to Draymond. They also just know what he is as a playoff player, like that rugged two-way, like you got a six foot seven two guard. You saw it in the Celtics series. Like he needs to be out there to be phys- you know, physical with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I'm glad how revealing he is. And like, you know, obviously the Barkley thing that he grumbled about and just this idea that, you know, he's fighting back against this idea that he's not getting enough credit. But it does feel like that's like is bleeding into his game. Part of the reason what we've been talking about like you know he's searching for this basically he seems like he's searching for a 40 point night to like put on ig and say like see i told you and it's like that part i do think's impact in this game like just how obsessed he is with like why isn't the outside world understanding what i've gone through and what i still am to me i think and we we went through the same thing last year and he got up he had a good game and he got out there and he said i started playing within the flow of the offense and that to me is the difference he's He's going like rogue, trying to force that that game to happen when he could just let it come to him, and it's still gonna happen. That he's Clay, like he's Clay Thompson. They're gonna find him. Like Draymond, when he hit those back to back threes, like both of them, Draymond had the choice between Steph and Clay, and he went Clay. So like they're gonna find him. He just he just not comfortable. In that reality, so he's trying to make it. Like, how many times is he taking a shot and he's he's like moving, he's fading, he's not even taking straight up shots. Here's the interesting thing I was looking at: he's three for fourteen from the left corner. If he makes five more of those, it's a different. You know what I'm saying? Like these are these are just corner threes. Like I I don't think he's that far from it, but I think he's forcing it, so it feels like he's that far. By the way, they all are at Jordan Poole 0 for 7. Jamichael Green 1 for 5. Moses Moody 3 for What's, 10. What's uh, Wiggins? What's with Wiggins the left corner? Wiggins is 6 for 12 from the left corner. He, yeah, yeah. Spot. he likes that's that corner. You know who they need to sign? He's a Steph free agent, and he six. is an expert in the left corner. Kent Bazemore. Baze. Baze is available. 
Bays is available. And they have an open 15 spot. <laughs> yeah. And they could use some bench they, celebrations. I was about to say, they need Bays on the bench. Like, that bitch is half dead. Jeez, it's like weekend at Bernie's over there. <laughs> That's all the young guys are wow. like. Oh, why am I not playing? God, what's going on here? And Andre, yeah, and Andre in the, in the orange suits. They and, did they did something, and everybody was on the course. All young dudes and Looney, and then I think Steph did something. And Looney's like, ah, oh, gotta get up. All right, he pulls himself up, and it's like, yay, Steph. And this is back there. There's he's not like, a job Kevon Looney is not willing to do for this friend. Yeah, there's literally yeah. not a job he won't do. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's a point. No JTA, no Bazemore, no, like, there, there's there been some very, you know, vocal guys on the bench in the past. Damian Lee, and they don't have that because of the youth. It's another interesting element. Uh, but, um, you know, they, they got what they got. They did this, and, and I don't know exactly how they're going to get out of it. We'll see. Maybe they start winning road games, and it'll be just fine. But they're a ways away. Um, I just think that. At some point, Steph, it might not be the best player in the league for another 15-game stretch, right? I mean, at some point, like, there's some... They, they are really riding on some things here that... We'll see. We'll see. Jermichael Green, is he... Uh, he's in the rotation to stay. Is it all is it all fixed with Jermichael Green? It makes sense to me. Well, they need a backup center, for sure. At some point, they got to start preserving Steph and Draymond, right? <laughs> like, I mean, Clay is at least getting the nine back-to-back games. And I guess you don't ever have to worry about Wiggins, but th- those guys are playing 30-plus, you know. And when they're really trying to win, they're getting into the 36-37. So at some point, it feels like you got to start being concerned with Draymond and Steph. Couldn't you just, like, let's say sit Draymond on a back-to-back and start Kaminga at the four? Sit Steph on a back-to-back, start Poole, you know, next to Clay. You know, maybe you split, you know, Clay sits one side of a back-to-back, Steph sits the other. Like, you could do that and still feel capable i don't think they're ready for that yet i don't think those guys are willing to sit yet but like so one way you can do it is just limit draymond at five like put somebody else against the bangers well when they were going that those three games with 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 draymond at the backup center was not sustained that was not sustainable when you know it just you just can't have him go we're going 25 minutes of draymond at center it's It's a good point and i think that's part of the reason he said jermichael like jermichael green is playing jermichael green is the backup center and he fits better there anyway, and you just can't. Yeah, Draymond night after night, because you know Looney's playing twenty three minutes. He's not playing thirty. Some, I mean, sometimes Kerr will push it to thirty, and they don't like to do that. That's why you need three centers because Looney's not playing thirty. So he plays twenty five. Jermichael plays fifteen. Draymond plays eight. I mean, there's your there's your basic setup there, and they can't push the Draymond. Yeah, minutes. it's not even just like you're you're putting too much wear and tear on Draymond, but I think these type of games, Draymond's like, do I, you know, like you saw it with Sabonis the other day. They're like, can Lamb try to guard him? Because you know you want him at center, but it's like, should he really be banging with Sabonis in November? You're right. The answer is no to that. By the way, what you uh, Tim? What did you think of that? So bonus twenty five. Pretty good. I, like, I was ripping him before. Like, Whoa! I mean, he's got great hands. That's what like the ball comes off, and it's if it's a jumble for it, he gets it. And then when he gets it, he just you know erases anybody around him, and he puts it in. That was really a really good performance. I don't love this whole like he's an incredible passer. He, like uh, we'll see, but he hit shots, and man, anything he touches, he got he he put back in he was tough on them i have said i don't think he was that tough on the warriors and he was tough on them last game no question about that but they need to be better like they did not put up a professional you know a bunch of that's the thing minutes. those type of centers don't normally do that to the warriors and that you know as we look at like warning signs it was like you know like you said like typically they do 
run Sabonis into the ground, and it was like, oh, this flipped the other way. That's rare. Again, he hit shots, but they did not defend him well. Just whoever was underneath with him could not handle him. On you know, he was missing some of those shots, but then he'd get the rebound and he'd put it right back in. That Sacramento game, I said, was alarming. I think for them because they should not. That should not. You should not have a 15-point lead in the first quarter and then give it all the way back in about, what, three minutes, Slater? It was, un- like, that can't happen. And Same thing they did in Orlando, yeah, yeah. right? This is yeah. just how you become a bad road team, and that's how you end up with 47 wins instead of 54. And that's a big difference. That's how you end up as a seven seed in a yeah, play-in. Exactly. <laughs> and then you got to go through the two, or you got to go through whatever. And whatever, they're, they're, they're 10 now. Well, we know they're going to move up. This has been a rough, but I don't know that they're going to get to three again. So then you start talking about, man, they might line up with a one seed right away, or they might line up with a two seed. The only thing is, like, the I mean, like, you know who Everybody the three seed sucks. in the West is yeah. right now? The Utah Jazz. You know who the one seed in the West is right now? The Portland, Portland Trailblazers. Trailblazers. Well, we'll, um, we'll see. We'll see. But Memphis is the four Memphis at nine is, yeah. and five Memphis is right the one now. they would want to avoid in the first round. And, 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 and they win. just lost Desmond Bain for a few weeks. You know, the Warriors are... What uh, they are six and eight, but they're only three games out of the four right now. I mean, it's so early, and nobody three and a half out of the first. Clippers eight and six, Pelicans seven and six, Minnesota six and eight, and right next to them, Lakers three and ten. What's Phoenix? Phoenix eight and five. Eight five. They've lost two in a row. They, I mean, Cam Johnson's out with a meniscus injury. Chris Paul's been struggling and is a little banged up. Like Portland's the best team in the conference right now. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. we'll, By we'll the see. way, I've yeah. discovered an anomaly here, Slater, for you. Uh, 19 for 67 from the left corner as a team, 28.4%. Right corner, got, 22 you, for You should 42. look league-wide. That's got to be worse than the league. It's got to be. 22 for 42 from the right. They're, fi- they're over 50% from the right. Can't buy anything from the it left. It just feels like they feel... Those left ones are forced more than they're open for some reason. I don't know why. Like you very rarely do you just see them catching, setting in the, in the corner, and they give those up, right? Those that's why it's so noticeable. So many times their opponents are just sitting there waiting for that pass at the corner, and boom, it's up. They always seem to be like lean, Clay's leaning towards like you know the baseline, or guys are forcing it up, or Steph's having to just shove it up there at the buzzer. I don't feel like that left corner is good for them just to be set. You know they can get Wiggins all the shots he wants on the left wing. But the left corner, it just doesn't feel like they get many wide open shots there. It just feels like to me. Anecdotal. They are twenty seventh from the left corner. You can you 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 definitely know at least one of the teams behind them in a shooting category. Lakers, <laughs> yeah. oh Lakers, that Lakers might be their best Milwaukee, spot on the floor too. And the Clippers are the worst from the left corner, but they don't we, take. This has been many. a weird, weird opening month across the league. Very weird. But the Warriors lead the league from the right corner. Maybe they need more right corner threes. Or maybe they just need Camp Bazemore. I mean, we've laid it out. We've laid out the case. (laughs) Bazemore would be a good fit here. Jay Crowder? Would Jay Crowder be a good fit in the corners? He'd be a good fit, but I just like, would Phoenix give him? You know, it's like if you're Phoenix, like send him to not, you know, not the most threatening team in your conference. It would have to be a three team anyway. I mean, just because. They got Aiton, and if it's Wiseman, I mean, like, who knows? Like, a lot of this is messy. Like, all the trades that I'm trying to put together don't really fit, but you can always do three teams. You can always use some. But, but all Baysmore, the teams, you all can the just teams, add no, not Baysmore. All the teams with cap space are, like, leading their divisions right now, right? Like, they're, none of them are like, oh, yeah, we'll take this crappy player. Like, they're, the teams that have cap space are winning 
currently. Another sign of the topsy-turvy nations. Any team to take Wiseman right now would be one of the Wimbanyana sweepstakes teams. But many of those are like 8-3 and three right now. So Yeah, they are, but like, you know... Trust me, Sam, Sam Presti ain't throwing a parade right now. He's committed to the plan. Neither is Danny Utah's, Utah's last, <laughs> lost their last two, right? I mean, that that could change. And you don't need to be one, two, or three. Or the way they've changed a lot of odds. Like four or five is not a terrible spot to be. So we'll see. But it's just weird when you're like looking at, yeah, this is a team that could fit them. They go, wait a minute, they are trying to win right uh, now. Marcus they played the team last night. night. So I won't, <laughs> Marcus won't mention it last night, so I won't take this as my own idea. But, you know, how about the team that was on the floor looking horrendous last against the Warriors night, last they, night? They, the San Antonio. You can get all, all the minutes. They're like, they're like, what, four and seven. Like, they're not terrible, but they, they, will, they are not a good. What did you watch last night? <laughs> you know, I was just like, yo, he could play for this team. He'd get all the minutes well, for that Well, that is team. part, right? And we've all heard this. If he was on another team, he would be a good player or, you know, way better than this. And do you think they would feel like they could get burned on a trade like this? Like, is that part of why you hold on to, to Daniel No Wiseman? question. Like, can you imagine, Joe, if Wise was an all-star in four years and he's like, this was mine, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think it. some of that is not maybe not from Joe, but some of this is waning in the front office because you just need to you know you can't fixate on what he would be somewhere else. He's, you got to f- figure out what he is for you. But I would think that would be a fear. That would be like you send him to San Antonio, he comes back and he beats you in a playoff series way down the line. That would. But if you got a couple championships in the process, then it's worth it. Yeah, they got to do it if they're going to do it. It's got to be for something they know can help them. Like it can't be we think can help. It's got to be something they know. Well, no, one the other thing they know is Steph Curry is who Steph Curry is, and right now, yeah, absolutely, probably maybe for three more years. Who knows what this I guy know. is? Incredible. That's it's incredible. So you are trying to get players who help Steph Curry. I just think that's. I, I keep getting back to that. Like this season is rapidly approaching the moment where they have to decide what they are and who's going to help them get there. And James Wiseman got sent to the G League, and I just don't think you can think that he's going to help out Steph. I like him as a player. I'm just to the point where like the clock is kind of showing us where they are or where this decision has to come down, and it's happening pretty fast, and they just sent him to the G League. So There you go. You can understand, feel like when that column's coming anytime now. And Marcus will, Marcus will come, come with a heater right after that too. So Yeah, I'm on, I'm on to Jordan Poole, baby. Let's go. Jordan Poole era. Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole has a game. He has a couple more like that. It's gonna the season's gonna feel very different. <laughs> it is mainly it's gonna feel very different if Jordan Paul goes 32, 36, 28, 34 uh, in the next four games. We shall see. All right, we might, we might, we might talk to y'all after the the first row win in Phoenix. Are you calling this later? I'll do a live with you potentially. Uh, am I calling a road win? Where's the first row win coming? Let's end with that. I, don't even know. I, don't I, know I got Houston. I got at Houston. Yeah, yeah whenever, whenever that is, I'll go with that one. Yeah, that's Sunday. So that that is a very wonderful game. The two and twelve Rockets, who are uh, uh, j- have jumped ahead in the in those win bunny honestly. Yes, they, they are successfully successfully doing this. They know how to the tank. Other, baby. Yeah, the other teams are screwing it all up by winning all those games. Houston knows what it's. Wow. Uh, yeah, Houston. There we go. No, no Phoenix. All right. Man, they lose. Warriors lose that one. Oh boy. Oh boy. But, yeah, I, I'm agreeing with that one. Win for the Warriors at that point. All right, until next time, we will catch up with you.